Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hey, welcome to the True Lies Shenanigans Podcast. Social commentary, hot topics, and amazing guests with a ton of fun and shenanigans along the way. My name is Neil Nix. This week, our guest is Tiffany Vick. She's a mother of an autistic child and owner of the Indigo Child Therapeutic Center. She's here for Autism Awareness Month, and she will be sharing her story and experiences with us. Also, we have guest hosting for the first time, Maria Cosme, blogger and the host of the Brown Girl Interrupting Blog and Pain to Power podcast. Then we've got some topics for you. Lizzie has a story about a slain rapper's dead body being propped up and displayed during a nightclub performance. Rob B. wants to discuss the Texas Teacher of the Year winner who was suspended for simply showing a picture to her students of herself and her same-sex fiancé. Then we'll see if we have time to talk about the Will Smith punishment for his attack on Chris Rock. But it's a packed episode, so we may end up taking it to the after show. And it is our birthday! A two-year birthday. It's an amazing two years. Amazing two years. All right, before we get into the show, let me introduce you to our vibrant host for the next hour, and let's see if they can give us a favorite memory of the last couple of years doing the podcast. First up, we're going to start with the professor, journalist, editor, and sports intern, mentor at ESPN out of Washington, D.C., Miss Liz E. What's up, what's up, everyone? Happy Sunday, fun day. As Neo mentioned, it is our birthday. TLS Truth Lies Shenanigans. We are two years old. Two. Um, so favorite moment, favorite moment for me, terrible twos. Terrible twos. <laughs> We've gotten better with our behavior um, over the years. Probably not, but you know, still have a little bit of ways to go. I'm still going to hold on to the one memory that I've mentioned a thousand times before it has to be our former host the girl when she had her meltdown her tantrum on the show because neo as he is wont to do was cheating during the game show. i don't cheat i don't know what you're talking about that's that's my all-time still my all-time favorite memory because it was so unexpected it was very candid and it was funny oh, as Z. hell yeah, thanks z girl thank you we miss you girl we miss you yeah, we do miss her. I just tagged her to make yeah. sure she sees this. All right. So we also have our gamer tech guru, rock star with the rock band Fallen Machine, coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario. Mr. Robbie Ra. What's up? What's up, everyone? It's another super Sunday. And I guess when I stop and think about it, I for me, I guess it's been the personal growth that I've experienced from listening to our guests share their experiences uh, through listening to your experiences from my co-hosts uh, because I live in Canada. I'm, I'm a middle-aged white guy in Canada. I have a very different <laughs> life experience. So um, if anything, like it's really helped me open up my eyes to the systemic racism that was always in Canada, but I really wasn't, yeah, you know, my lens was different. And as far as guests goes, I mean, getting to meet Carlotta Walls Lanier on the show, uh, someone who was instrumental in breaking down race barriers in the U.S., and at the opposite end of the spectrum, a couple of weeks ago with Michael Michelle Harris uh, from Mixed Dish. I mean, it's uh, 
it's just been such a wicked experience all the way through. So thank you to Neil, the creator, and Liz, my co-host, my TLS family, is uh, something that's become very important to me. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. All right. And our special guest host today sitting in for Gianni Storm. We've got a talented blogger and podcaster. She's the host of Brown Curl Interrupting Blog, the Pain to Power podcast, and co-host of the Better Minds Interrupting podcast, Ms. Maria Cosme. Thank you. And thanks for, um, you know, allowing me to be a guest host. I feel pretty privileged and honored because you've been on for two years, which I just have to say in itself, like I've only been doing my podcast for four months now and two years just seems like humongous. So congratulations. Thank you. That's huge. That's huge. Um, uh, and, and I just have to say, I don't have a memory, but I just want to put in that, like, I love, um, the dynamics of all of each of you and what you bring in your different lenses to the conversation and, and that, you know, you're willing to push back a little bit and challenge each other. It's a, it's a great, it's a great energy, but very respectful and like, just, just really nice. I appreciate it. Oh, thank, thank you for you. that. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Now, really quick. I have many, many amazing memories to pick from. You know, like Carlotta Walls Lanier, a bunch of them. It's just really hard to really pick the one. Um, but I just want to say, when I think back to kind of where we started from, you know, we were just kind of pissed off about the, the pandemic and pissed off about Trump. And then to look at where we are now and even starting up our second podcast, Beyond the Scars, you know, it's been an absolute honor and privilege to work with um, my amazing team here, my co-host Rob, uh, you know, Liz E. Liz E's been hanging in there with me. You know, uh, and then Gianni Storm, Ellen Dahl, then Jose Nesmi, Olivia, doing a lot of work behind the scenes. And then all of our amazing guests and guest hosts, Micah, Dr. Robin, Mayor Patrick. And now we can add Maria to that list. It's just been an amazing ride. And I thank all of you for taking that ride with me. I truly do. I appreciate you all. So, Maria, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for sitting in for Gianni. So Maria was going to be a spotlight guest, uh, but she agreed to sit in for us as a guest host. And we're about to reward you by putting you into our hot seats. <laughs> but before we do that, really quick, you know, tell everyone a bit about yourself and what is Brown Girl Interrupting and the, the Pain to Power podcast? Tell us about that. So I am a D.C., Maryland, Virginia native. Um, I grew up here. I am a daughter of immigrants. My parents are from Pakistan and Bangladesh, and I grew up in a Muslim family. And all of that has kind of been my whole journey of life and balancing kind of many worlds in one place. Um, and uh, and I got married. I got married and was married for 17 years and um, wow. uh, I and had four children, one of which you just popped up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, How's it going? Hey. This is my youngest, who's five. You can say hi, little person. Welcome. All right. Um, and uh, so so I was married for 17 years. And I have four children from 21 to 5, 21, 19, oh, 16, and 5. But I will say that um, I left the marriage. I left the marriage because it was unhealthy. It was um, it was not right for me. And I left with Good a lot of damage. Leave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a little, <laughs> little too late, 17 years in, I was about 17 years late on the leaving, but, um, but I have four beautiful children from, from the process and, um, and a lot of lessons learned, but I think a lot of it was the healing. And for me, my healing started at this place where in addition, I also work in equity and race in my, my day job at, in education. 
So I kind of combine these ideas because I've been examining my identity a lot and okay. what that is and how that impacts the decisions I make in my life and all the things that I do. And so um, I created this this space where I could process all of that called uh, Brown Girl Interrupting. Um, and, and that's it. It's me. It's me being brown. It's me being a woman and all of the dynamics that come into that as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter, in relationships as the female. And, um, and, and then also I'm an interrupter, constantly challenging the status quo, constantly questioning oh, things. Right. And, and, that is, and that, is, that is the beautiful thing, right? And that's, that's what we do. Uh, and so I started a blog where I wrote about my journey of what I experienced, but how, what I learned from my lessons of this marriage, of being a mother, of, um, of balancing culture and, and spirituality and religion and all these pieces. And that eventually kind of led into meeting different people along the road who resonated with this tiny little, it started as a very small thing, honestly. Like I literally was like, Hey, I'm just going to journal my life for everyone to read. Right. Like, but, but, but everyone was like the three people who had the website that I let them see. Right. Like it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a big thing. I didn't think it was going to be anything more than just a space for me to process. And then it started to resonate with a lot of people and they came to me and would say they read my blog and they felt things. And it was from you know, it would be like older people to I've had men, women, some like young adolescents even, right? And yeah. um, I, I think that was my momentum. But then I connected with someone who had a podcast on spirituality. And that's what um, Neo mentioned, The Better Minds Interrupting is a co-hosted podcast with a, a good friend. And this January, I took that all of that to create my new podcast, which is hosted by me every Sunday at nine o'clock on my YouTube channel called Pain to Power Leading with Love, because what I feel I've done is I've taken my journey of pain, empowered myself, and led others to to find the love within themselves and to just heal in this journey. And so I there are so many people who have that journey in so many different ways. So Pain to Power is elevating and highlighting all those different stories. I've had musicians, I've had poets, I've had authors. Um, in fact, today I have an author called of uh, the book Dating 360. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, he's on tonight with me, DM Woods. And I've had um, uh, self-love speakers and people that are just trying to, um, you know, talk about mental health and healing. So oh. it's been pretty awesome for four months. I'm very excited. Yeah, and, it's uh, exciting. So you, you and, said tonight, yeah. 9 p.m.? Yeah, tonight, 9 p.m. on Brown Girl Interrupting on YouTube. Okay, Brown Girl Interrupting on YouTube, so make sure you check that out. All right, yeah. we're going to put you into our hot seat. Are you ready? Uh, let's go. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's ever ready. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So these are going to be rapid-fire questions. Answer as quickly and honestly as you can. First thing that comes to your mind. Let's do it. All right. Tesla, Lexus, BMW, Kia, or any old clunker is fine. Kia. <laughs> Kia. All right. I'm with you on that. All right. I used to have a Kia, so I like a Kia. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look at Lizzie's face. All right. Camping in the woods, <laughs> beach vacation, ski lodge, or I'd rather stay at home. Oh, beach vacation. Hands oh, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. 
Jennifer Lopez films or Ben Affleck films? <laughs> Jennifer is back I'm on. I'm judging you. I'm judging you, Maria. I'm judging you on this. I, I, I mean, like, is there is there a, a C on this? <laughs> Only if you make one up. <laughs> I can't say either, but if I were to pick one, I like Goodwill Hunting, so I'm gonna go with Ben. Ben Affleck. That's only way, right? <laughs> All right, there we go. Ben has Oscars. The man writes scripts. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> soup, salad, or where's the beef? <laughs> soup. Soup. All right. You've got a free one-way trip. Are you going 20 years into the past or 20 years into the future? 20 years into the future. All right. You suddenly have the power to change one of these things in the world for the next 50 years. World peace, no one goes hungry, or everyone lives 50 years longer. World peace. World peace. All right. It's your birthday. Do you want flowers, jewelry, a simple dinner out, a handwritten card, or doesn't really matter? It's just another day. Oh, it definitely matters. So it's got to be. Uh... Wait, what were the choices? Handwritten card? Flowers, jewelry, a simple dinner out, or a handwritten card? Mm. Uh, mm. I'm going to go with simple dinner out. Simple dinner. All right. And here's the last one. Date, marry, kill. Idris Elba, Brad Pitt, John Legend. Mm. Uh, date John Legend, because he's already married. Mary Idris Elba and was last one was kill Brad Pitt. Kill Brad Pitt. I'm kill kidding. Brad Pitt. All right, you are never awesome. been a fan. Never been a fan. <laughs> kill Brad Pitt. All right, so we're killing Brad. All right. So let's get started with our show. It's time to bring in our guests who've been waiting patiently. Today's spotlight is on the owner of the Indigo Child Therapeutic Center, Miss Tiffany Vick. Tiffany, how are you? Welcome, welcome to the show. How's everything? Thank you for joining us. All right. So Tiffany, it's Autism Awareness Month, and we're going to talk a bit about your story and what your center does, but we'd love to get to know you first. So can you start off with telling our audience something, anything uh, that we would not be able to Google about you? Um, I'm a pessimist. pessimist. I believe (laughs) everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And then I'm not surprised when it happens. So when it happens, I'm like, I knew that was going to happen. You, oh, I knew I, I wasn't going to get that. Oh, I, I knew know. I wasn't going to do that. I know so, some yeah. people in my life like I'm that. Okay. I, don't <laughs> I don't like being though. disappointed. That leads to good preparation because you're always prepared for the worst and you could possibly pivot very easily. So not right. necessarily a bad trait. It's not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily a yeah. bad trait. So you're living in the D.C. area. Are you from the area? Yes. Born and raised. Um, I um Northeast yeah. D.C. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you you know Lizzie. How do you how do you guys know each other? We met in the second grade at Fort Lincoln Elementary School and Ooh. have known each other been great since then. She's one of my oldest and closest friends. I absolutely adore her. Fort Lincoln <laughs> Elementary. All right. Yeah. So Which I... is no longer, by the way. What'd you say? They tore it down. They tore it down. Yeah. It's no longer a school. 
Yeah, it was at one point, it was one of the best and most immaculate um, elementary middle schools in the city. It uh, yep. sat, so I don't know if you're familiar with it, Neo, but it sat on the top of the hill where Fort Lincoln Cemetery is. Okay, yeah, I know where that um, is. At the very top of the hill, um, it had an amazing playground. It had an oh. indoor playground, indoor, indoor playground, pool, indoor. outdoor. Pool. Like it was, we, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. But let me just say, Mm-mm. for Tiffany's moment, I thought she was going to say because this is something that you know um, happened when I think it was second or third grade when uh, Tiffany oh, yeah. had an accident on the outdoor playground in which she the broke her arm <laughs> and had you know some severe facial fractures, but. And, you know, we were little and a lot of us were there and saw it happen. Mm. And let's just say it wasn't necessarily an accident that happened to Tiffany. Like somebody pushed her mm. and caused that to happen. And um, so, yeah, it was very traumatic. So I thought that's what she was going to say, because, I mean, I had never at that point, we were, what, eight, nine. I had never seen anything yeah. like that. Um, her arm was all over the place. Her fa- like it was, it was really oh, traumatic for us. <laughs> It um, was. And the crazy, you know what the crazy thing is, is, is like, so when you were younger, everybody imagine when they were younger, right? Your parents always say, I'm not taking you to the emergency room. I'm going to do this. So at the time I had to test to get into Fort Lincoln. I lived across town in uh, like the McKinley Tech area. But mm-hmm. so I went to Emory Elementary at first, but I kept falling asleep. They were like, I think she's bored. Let's test her. There's a new school called Fort Lincoln. So I went there. It was three other girls from that elementary school that that did the same thing. So our parents got together and we carpooled. Well, it was one of the other parents day instead. Of, and we didn't have cell phones. She took me all the way home. And I walked through the door. I still had dirt all in my face. My, Like she said, my wrist was broken. And I just remember my mom being on the phone and she looks to the door. She said, what the hell happened? I would go crazy too. <laughs> and I was like, no, oh, And so she's like, I got to take her to Children's. And I had to stay in Children's for like seven days. I wound up getting it. And yep, I had, the, I had an infection in my lip. Um, and my wrist was broken, but it was so severely broken that I had a cast all the way up to my shoulder. Ooh, so wow. oh. I ate out of a straw for like um, about a month. Mm. It was bad. It was, it was, it was, it was bad. It did the person, bad. did the person get, get punished? Whoever did it? Well, what happened was we were all, so the, it's a spiral uh, sliding board and so it spirals around and then it comes out right so you have to climb up and then you slide down you climb up and then you slide down so we were all racing and she was like hurry up hurry up hurry up and she pushed me over the side mm. and I fell on the part that comes out I don't think she I'm did yes yeah, she did yes yeah, she did alright alright so as I said at the top of the show it's autism awareness month and you have an autistic child. So what has that yeah. experience been like for you? Uh, busy. Very busy. He's 15 now. Um, we, we got his diagnosis when he was seven. So, But I've always known since he was about two years old, uh, he used to do this thing where he and his he had his twin sister. They had this table and a chair set. He would turn the chair upside down. He would run around it and just stare at it and run around it. So I'm like, what's going on with this little boy? So I would turn it right side up. He would have a full meltdown. I mean, cry. He's on the 
floor. He's kicking and screaming. I turn it back upside down. He stopped. I'm like, okay. Then he used to do this thing with like crayons and pencils. He would go like this and that would keep him quiet for a long period of time. Right. So I'm like, okay. So I just started noticing things and he absolutely hated school. Um, so I've been, I was begging him, you know, I think you should probably get him tested. You know, something's a little different, not wrong, but a little different. And so they were like, oh, no, he's fine. He's a boy. I tell the pediatrician, he's a boy. Boys develop slower than girls. He has a twin sister. She's doing all the talking. I'm like, no. So he was about four when he got potty trained. She was one. But then when she noticed that he wasn't doing it, she said, well, neither am I. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. she reverted back. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of been like Mm -hmm. that ever since where she's like, why does he get so much attention? And then later on, you know, I physically bumped into an OT at the elementary school they were at. And she was like, oh, you're the twins, mom. They're awesome. I was like, yeah, but I'm a little concerned about my son. Mm -hmm. She said, "Okay, write a letter. And I said, but I've been telling them. She said, "Mm -mm, put it in writing. You -hmm. put it in writing and they have to test him within a certain amount of time. I swear to you, maybe three days after that letter, they tested him. Sure enough, he has autism. He has uh, ADHD and he also has depression. And I think they just say depression because when you talk to him, his name is Drew. You go, hi, Drew. He goes, hi. Mm. Oh, how are you? I'm good. So looking at him, he's kind of like the little, what's the little thing on Winnie the Pooh? The little donkey Eeyore, that walks around. Eeyore. 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 Yeah. Yes. He, he's kind of like that. It's like, it's nothing wrong, but that's just how he is. He's just like, hey, hi. Okay. You know, so. But it's it's been a an amazing ride with him. You know, he keeps me on my toes every year or something different. So when I think that I've overcome something, I'm like, okay, yes, we're good. Wait, what is this new thing you're doing? What is this? <laughs> so it's like, That's and funny. I'm like, okay, they're almost 15, all right. But now it's like, ooh, how do I explain puberty to him? How do I, yeah. you know, explain certain things? Because he's six two. This dude is 6'2". How old is he? Huge. He's 15. 15 at 6'2". growing, too. growing, too. And, and yeah, and he wears a size 15 shoe. Um, he's, getting, he's getting facial hair that he absolutely hates. So he used to take our razors that we shaved, the females, because it's uh, four girls in the house all together. Uh-huh. And he would take our razors and shave. Oh, wow. I didn't know this boy was doing this, but he was shaving his mustache off. He was shaving his beard off because he went through puberty really early. So he has the really deep voice mm-hmm. and he's online playing video games. But uh, sometimes the when he's online, they mistake him for a full grown man. And he's like, yeah. mom, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of that's why I like yeah. you playing with only who you know. Right. You know, so because yeah. they, they'll curse him out and everything. And I'm like, he's he was at the time he was like 12. Yeah, like, online there. Yeah, they're vicious online. They can be really vicious. The, so, the, Robbie, Neo and Neo and Rob are gamers. Yes, we are. So they, okay. They and they're, yeah. Online there's some, there's some vicious conversations <laughs> online that are not very kind. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. you want to avoid, avoid people you don't know. <laughs> That's so, what Rob, I was trying to tell him, man. Yeah. So, Rob, did you have a question? What is one of the greatest challenges that you have been able to help your son overcome? That's a good question and a hard question (laughs) because I'm so hard on myself. So I feel like I really haven't 
helped him enough, you know. Mm. Um, his dad and I divorced when when they were eight, so it's been a big. And then he moved down south, so I've been pretty much raising. I have four kids all together, and I've been pretty much raising them, you know, physically on my own. Eventually, he came around and started, you know, stepping up and doing things financially and coming up to see them and stuff like that. But in the beginning, it was hard. So I think it really was maybe trying to know because I don't feel like they're over it yet. Um, I guess maybe dealing with the fact that his dad is no longer here. Because mm. at first it was like when the girls were crying, he was looking like, why are they crying? And then he was like, okay, I guess I'll start crying. And then we were playing the Wii at the time. He was like, oh, dad, I got to delete your person off the Wii. It didn't phase him at all. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> not at all. But now he is starting to this. OK, this, he's starting to recognize other people's emotions. OK, which is very hard for someone with autism. Yeah. Very hard. Yeah. Are you? Thank you. So first off, Tiffany, I want to say thanks. Like, I think that sharing your story is just is really powerful. You know what you Thank experienced you. and how you have overcome so many of these challenges that I think definitely are really hard. Um, and the advocation for your child is huge. Oh, yeah. I, you know, that, that is, that is, that's big, right? Like you said, I think right. that, that OT gave you the right, that, that the letter itself was, was powerful in making sure that you, you knew everything that he needed um, to, to be seen in all of his gifts, which is awesome. Um, and I guess for me, so I, I think like as a parent, I'm a parent of four. Um, I, I have not had as many, um, challenges at all in terms of their, you know, their, their development, but I, I know that we always learn things about ourselves. So I would say like, what is it that you've learned about yourself in this process mm. of helping support mm. him and helping supporting, I and mean, even your, your organization of helping supporting other families and other kids? Um, that I am more patient than I thought I was. you have to have a lot of patience i mean you could say that you love children you could say that i like working with children that's all fine and good but if you don't have that patience um then it's not it's not gonna work for you we were at a mall in south carolina and this was before his uh his actual diagnosis i diagnosed him myself i was like okay i i think he has autism and it's this that and the third we were in the mall. Everybody, if you're from the, every, almost every mall has a Spencer's, right? So you know what's in the back Spencer's, of Spencer's. Yep. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. In the front of it, what attracted Toys. him was he was into, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was into the Mario Sonic, things like that. So in the front, they have that. So he said, mom, can I get this Sonic book bag? I was like, okay, yeah. If you wait, I'll, I'll take you. So he waited. I went. Next thing I know, he took, he let go of my hand, ran to the back. Mm-hmm. I lost it because I'm like, first of all, where did he go? And then if he went in the back, I know what's in the back, Spencer. So I'm like, hey, dude, no, you can't back? do that. I don't know what's in the back. It's, it's toys, adult toys, it's adult toys. toys. Adult oh, oh. <laughs> nothing for kids to see. Nothing for kids to see. Exactly. Look at her face. <laughs> this I, don't know what, I don't even know what Spencer's is, so I'm just like, oh, oh wow, it's it's, it's a, a little like little a, yeah, it's it's like a um, Nick's, it's like odds and ends store. It's like uh just fun, mostly like comic and yeah. you know, like it's it, it has a little bit of everything in there, a little bit of everything, but yeah. I kind of went off on yeah, him. Gifts, like yeah, mm-hmm, yep. yeah, 
And I kind of told him, I was like, you can't do that. So now you can't get the book back. He had a whole meltdown in the mall and we were going to stores trying to find the girl's shoes. He was crying the whole time. People looking at me, you know, mm. and I'm just like, come on, let's go. You know, and the girls was like, mommy, you were very patient with him. And I said, yeah, because he knows he can't do that. And and so the girls was like, how did you not kill him? Because if it was us, you would have like whooped us in the middle of the mall. I was like, because I know what I'm dealing with. Right. So I have to be patient because me giving him a spanking or something like that was just going to make it worse and more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So packing that patience yeah. in, you got to have it. You have patience. to. Patient. Well, Lizzie? Yeah, that's huge. So my question is about, specifically about Drew. Like, does Drew understand his condition or that he's a bit different? And if he does, like, how does he process it? That's, that. I think that's probably the hardest part. I didn't tell him until he was, I think, probably going to middle school because I was a little afraid, you know, that he is a little different. So he, I, I didn't tell him because Drew is the type that he can manipulate a lot of situations, right? So if I told him, Drew, clean your room. Oh, I can't do that. I got autism. <laughs> Drew, go <laughs> take the dogs out. I can't do that because I got autism. I can't do my homework. I can't do these things. So I know my son, so I was like, I'm going to wait. But I wanted to tell him as he got older so that he would know how to handle it. He still has not embraced it, I don't think, um, because his friends don't know. And they're like his best friends. But when he wrote, he and his sister wrote a book and they were like, hey, Drew, you got autism? He was like, nah, I just said that just to write the book. And I was like, dude. I was. I just said, all right. I'm gonna let you do what you do. Let you handle it. So I think he just he wants to be quote unquote normal so bad that mm-hmm. he tries to do the things that the other kids do, and he's very good at it. But he fixates on it so that he can master it. So you know that's that's the hard part. Just him accepting it himself. So where did the indigo child therapeutic come from? How did you start that? It was because of him. As he got older and we're going through different things, um, I knew that it was other parents out here like me that needed that that help. Um, because I was a behavior therapist in D.C. for another company. And so I've been in this field for about eight years now. And it has helped me a lot with him. But then as as I got older and I noticed that I couldn't really grow with that company, no matter how much I would say, okay, I think it's time for me to leave. She'd be like, no, no, I'll give you five more dollars. I'll give you 10 <laughs> no. more dollars, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I really loved my job and I love my boss, but it was no growth for me. It was nowhere else, nothing else I can do. I was pretty much running her DC company for her while she was creating her Maryland company. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to work with older kids as Drew got older because I was like, okay, he doesn't really know what a bank account is. He just knows I have my card and his money on it. He doesn't know that I have to work for that money. He knows I go to work, but he doesn't put them two and two together. So what I wanted to do with the program was work with the older kids, teach them financial literacy, teach them how to wash their clothes, how to cook small meals, how to um, just be a little more independent because it dawned on me, I'm not going to always be here. 
Mm-hmm. And my son is going to have to fend for himself, although he has three sisters. And we just had this conversation the other day. I said, if something was to happen to me or your dad, who out of the three of you guys think that you would be able to take care of Drew? Everybody's like, me, me, he's going to come with me. No, he's going to come with me. He's going to go with me. And then they said, Drew, who you want to come with? And he was like, um... I don't know. And that was the <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but you're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. And he was just like, nah, I'm good. But as he got older, I noticed that it was a lot of parents. And I was like, hey, it's parents going through what I'm going through. June of last year, I started getting a lot of parents call me saying that they needed services. They were on wait lists. So now I'm getting calls as young as two and three years old mm-hmm. because... It's, you know, everybody's on a wait list. So I haven't even initiated my original program because I don't want these parents to be on the wait list. I want them to get services. So we offer behavior therapy, which is known as ABA, speech therapy and occupational therapy. And there's such a wait list for ABA specifically Mm -hmm. because everybody wants that. Right. So in ABA, what we do is we just kind of teach them how to control their behaviors and not necessarily bad behaviors, but like behaviors as with them trying to stay focused in school, them trying to actually be still and sit and concentrate on doing their homework. Um, Some of them do have negative behaviors to where they need help trying to redirect that energy to where they, you know, don't fall out on the floor. Let's figure out why you're upset and then we'll go about it like that. So it's it's a lot of redirecting when it comes to ABA therapy, but um it has really opened my eyes. This side of the spec of the whole thing has yeah. made me learn a lot because I was always on the employee side. Right. So me being on the employer side, I'm like fighting with the insurance company. I'm like, you know, getting parents that's crying to me on the phone. The good thing is, is I know what they're going through. And that's how I usually relate to the parents. Cause I'm like, listen, you're not just talking to somebody that works here. My son is 15 and he's, he's on the autism. He's dealing with it. So I know exactly. Yeah. I know exactly how you feel. This one lady, she was like, uh, are you in my house? I was like, no, this is what my son did. This is what what your son did. And he was like, yeah, he's doing exactly that. I was like, yeah, it's just, you know, all all children with autism are not the same, but Mm -hmm. they have similarities. So it's certain things that they will do. Like my son has never flailed his arms. He's never done that. But he has like run like Sonic because that's what he saw and that's what he wanted to emulate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's certain Makes things. Sense. He, like I say, with the pencil, he does that, but it's little, little things that he does. Other people don't do. And it's yeah. things that other people do that he doesn't do. So just because it's a saying, you met one, one person with autism, you've met just that one person with autism. Yeah. All of them are not the same. Unfortunately, Tiffany, we're running out of time. So I want to give you a chance. Any last words that you have, anybody you want to shout out or, Anything you'd like to tell our audience? Um, and then also make sure you uh, you let people know where we can find you. Yeah. Well, um, just if you have not gotten that diagnosis, because that's a long wait list as well, hang in there. Hang in there. Um, and they can call me. The, um, I've been referring people out to even certain clinics and centers to get their diagnosis. So um, I just want to help them be able to get the the services that the kids need because that's a big thing. And COVID really wore on these kids a lot, man. Like 
disrupting their schedules was hard for them. So trying to get them back to where they were in 2019, it's been a struggle. So my phone number is 240-244-9778. The email is the Indigo Child Therapeutic at Hotmail. I have a website, but it's a free one and it's something, something, something. But if you Google us lately, I've heard that the algorithm has been kicking us to the top. (laughs) So, yeah. so, so Google the Indigo Child Therapeutic Center. You should the be able Indigo to find. Child Therapeutic. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, Tiffany. And we're on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Oh, Facebook and Instagram. So check that out as well. Yep. Tiffany, I want to thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate thank you, you sharing your story, sharing thank you. your, and telling us all about the Indigo Child Therapeutic Center. So we really appreciate you joining yes. us. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and April you is soon. Autism Awareness Acceptance. So wear your blue. I got my blue. It doesn't matter what day. Usually it's April 2nd. Yes. I got my blue on. So if you, yes. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. All right, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. <laughs> All right. So now we're really tight on time. She was a great guest, though. Really, really great guest. I, yes. I, I just, I just so, so much that I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear so much more. Right, Lizzie? How they notice of her message and just, even if they don't go to Indigo Child Therapeutic, they do the research that they need for their child, their family. Absolutely. All right, let's get into our main topics. Truth, lies, shenanigans. Lizzie, you're up first. You got a dead man performing on stage. What happened? If you can't handle a lot of creepy, crawly stuff, then you may want to step away. So we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> a young rapper, a local rapper. Um, his name, his rap name is Gunu, and he was uh, shot and killed in Washington, D.C. in March. And so last week, his family decided that they were going to have a memorial service for him at a local D.C. nightclub called Bliss Nightclub, in which they... Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in which they decided that the family commissioned Bliss, commissioned the funeral home to allow them to have a memorial service at the nightclub and to prop his body up on stage, right? During a Saturday night performance, just Saturday night, let's go to the club. We're going to have Gunu on stage, you know, as the music is blasting, as people are dancing, having a good time. And it caused a lot, a lot of commentary and disturbance in social media. So that's that's Goo News body right there on stage at the club. You know, Pithy, meet me in the club. So my question to you guys <laughs> is, um, because, you know, having a body, a corporate body on display is not out of the ordinary. When you think of wakes, when you think of funerals. So my question to the panel is, is this any different from your average funeral? Is your average send-off for a loved one who has departed? Start with Robbie. I mean, it was done as a viewing at the club. Um, And this is something that was important to the family. This is something that resonated with the family. They wanted to have a celebration of life that was fitting for Markel. Um, You know what? More power to him. Just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean that it isn't a valid celebration of life. At first, when we were kind of 
talking about this, I was thinking, man, this is like a bad weekend at Bernie's segment. Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) (laughs) Right. uh, For for those young people, those young people that know, (laughs) don't know weekend at Bernie's, (laughs) check it out. It's a 1989 film. So (laughs) it's a horrible film, but you'll get the premise. Horrible. But no, like I, I really appreciated what his mom had to say. You know, I'm pleased with how I sent my son away. I wish people would just let me grieve in peace. And I agree with her 100%. All right, Maria. Okay, so um, I've got some challenges with this because, yes, we do open casket, right? But I think that the the challenge with this is it was kind of the venue, but it's more like the way that it was done, right? Mm -hmm. Like if he were an open casket on the stage and like everybody went up to do the homegoing, like, ceremonies and give their people their respects that you know that could be a little different right but like he's like propped up like yeah like he's propped up like it's just it's a whole nother situation and i have to ask and i don't know because this is my confusion and maybe liz you know more about this but like did all of the people who came to the club know that that was what they were going to get when they got to the confusion on that that, there's a lot of confusion on that. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think everybody knew. I think it was advertised at some point that this may have been what was going to take place. But again, this is a, a regular nightclub in DC, Bliss Nightclub. Right. They charge $40 admission to come into this, right? And so that's the thing, though. That, think, that's the thing that got me. I, I think you have people who knew that something like that's going to happen. And people who just wanted to go and maybe listen to his songs all night, not realizing that he was going to be, you know, standing in the corner of the <laughs> looking like he was about to bob his head. Uh, that's, probably what, that's what I would have thought. Uh, you know, we were just celebrating him. And, all right. But so yeah. uh, real quick online. So Lainey Annie Burrell says, oh, man, that's effing creepy. Just says, although you are right, it is a different view on the viewing. And Jacqueline Robbins says, this was absolutely appalling. The story went international. The family should be ashamed of themselves. The club actually had a $40 cover charge. And like I said, I think the cover charge is the thing that got me. I'm like, why are we charging to prop this man up? I mean, it was like a party that you, it's almost like you were trying to make money off of the guy being dead and, and propping his body up. It wasn't, it was less like a celebration of a funeral. Now, maybe they were just trying to cover the, cost of the bliss nightclub but i don't know i mean that's that's what you pay funeral costs for you know <laughs> i don't know but are you gonna but say when that? was the last time you li- when was the last what was the last week that you went to where you live streamed what was happening that was kind of you know if this was a viewing if this was a wake type thing a celebration of life how often do you live stream shit like that that's that's a personal event well, so maybe well, not live stream, but let me just say you know, um, I had an aunt who passed away um, at the beginning of March, right, in South Carolina, in North Carolina. Um, my sister Jackie and I, we were not able to go to the funeral for myriad reasons. But my cousin sent us pictures from the funeral, including pictures of the body in the casket, which I just was so offended by. So, But I remember growing up, whenever we had, you know, loved ones and family members who died, there were always an abundance of pictures that were circulated. So maybe not a live stream, Rob, because that technology wasn't available back then. But folks have been taking pictures of the body in the casket for years. And it drives nuts. Mm. 
it, 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 it is always nuts. And so when my dad died in 92, I was like, okay, y'all can display the body, but it's not going to be an open casket for the entire funeral. We're going to have a small window and then boom. When my mom passed away in 2013, my sister Jackie and I, we said the same thing. Like, we're not going to just sit here with a body open and, you know, people pop and pick. Like that, to me, to me, maybe not to this family, but to me, that is disrespectful. And I just, I I don't, I understand that this is what this family chose to do. And supposedly, these were dying wishes. And yes, respect that. I just, I was just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean they do do it in other countries. I know, Maria, you had um, you had a had a quick comment. If you you can go ahead and get that up. No, well, I, I was going to say I think um, in terms of the the viewing piece of like everybody seeing everything in a live stream, I think like if the family felt like and and he might he might have like a ton of fan. I don't I didn't know his name before this. I'll be honest. I, I never heard. But of him like, but yeah. but but that's just me. Like a lot of people might know him, so I would think the more popular someone is, the more you live stream everything to memorialize them, right? So that that could have been their mentality. So that's the live point. streaming wasn't my issue. My issue was more of what they were live streaming. Yeah. In terms yeah, of like right. just the whole like there's there's an embalmed body on the stage standing upright, and then we're charging people forty dollars. I think that was a really good point you made, Neil. Like that yeah. that that piece yeah. actually definitely adds to your purpose for doing something is a little concerning. Yeah. Um, well, one last comment online. Jacqueline Rom says, "Then the mama asked that the family be allowed to grieve in peace after getting called out." Woman, please, you should have thought of that before you put him up there. <laughs> and see, this is what this is what people don't understand in you know 2022, unfortunately. Once you allow something to yes. go public, mm-hmm. everyone has it's the public. right to comment. Comment. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. If you wanted it to be private, you would have taken away all the phones at the entrance. Yep. All right. End of the is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Oh, oh, big shenanigans. 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 And this is one of the reasons why I will be cremated. Y'all not going to see my shenanigans. For those that don't know, Maria's daughter made her uh, shenanigans sign. Oh, let's see it again. Let's see it again, Maria. <laughs> she did. She did. She helped me decorate all the signs. So you'll see them. <laughs> you'll see them as they come up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get to our next one. Uh, that's going to be Robbie. Robbie, more homophobia, Texas. What's going on? Oh, man. So a little bit of a history lesson on this one. In August 2017, two-time Teacher of the Year recipient, Stacey Bailey, she was giving a welcome back to school presentation. And at that time, she showed a picture of herself and her future wife, dressed as characters from the movie Finding Nemo. So according to court documents, a parent complained to the school saying that she was promoting the homosexual agenda. <laughs> so the Texas art teacher was placed on administrative leave shortly thereafter. Uh, but Bailey and her legal team argued that she was discriminated against, that her constitutional rights were violated, while the school district alleged the teacher refused to follow administration guidelines regarding age-appropriate conversations with students about sexual orientation. I'm very happy to share with you that she reached a $100,000 settlement with the Mansfield Independent School District last week. Uh, and it included in, included in the settlement is mandatory LGBT training. Optional training will be offered to administrators, 
staff, teachers, and parents who would like to attend, according to the settlement documents. So I'm just curious, with this settlement, does this set a precedent that will protect other gay teachers across the USA? I hope so. But let's start with the teacher. Actually, Neil, which teacher? We have two teachers. Oh, that's right. Our two teachers. I I was talking to Mario. Sorry. But you're right. There are two teachers on here. Let's start with Mario. Go ahead. Um, And so so I will say, yeah, this hit close to home when I saw this article, because um, I think it should set a precedent, but I don't think it will. Right. Unfortunately, because and one, this happened in Texas. So, like, I think it's Mm. pretty big that it did do something that it rocked the boat a little bit in terms of people giving the settlement. However, are they really changing structures or are they just doing like a little bit of a Band-Aid response to like, oh, we got in trouble for not doing something when we should have? Right. Because honestly, like if it was a heteronormative couple, if it was just like a woman sharing her fiance who's a male's picture, there would be no issue. Like it would be, oh. I learned my teacher is getting married and that's it. Right. Like, so uh, so. it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been an issue at all. That's my thoughts on it. Go ahead, Lizzie. So, I mean, let's just have the picture here, the background here for a moment. This wasn't an instance where, you know, this teacher took out a picture of her and her female fiance and was showing it to her students saying, this is what we need to do. This is right. This is what we should be aspiring to. She shared at the beginning of the school year in meeting her students, first day of class, she shared a, a photo gallery of who she was. This was one picture out of all of the pictures that was in that photo gallery, sharing with her students who she was, where she came from, the things that she likes to do. And one parent took exception to the fact that, okay, she is engaged to another woman. So that, that, that is the background of that. And like, you know, Maria said, if that one picture had been of her and her male fiance, we would not be talking about it. And that's where mm-hmm. the hypocrisy is. Like, you may not agree with, you know, homosexuality, with LGBTQ, whatever. But if you are an American in a place where we are all supposed to be free and have rights to the right to live how we choose to live, how can you deny this woman? the opportunity to love like she's not hurting anyone and this this was not an L, they it was the lgbt agenda right what was in here except for sharing herself and introducing herself to her students so that's where i i you know i constantly call bullshit on these people mm-hmm. um especially you know the question was do we think this is going to change things? not in texas not in florida not in a lot of the pro-Republican conservative state. Um, so they're just gonna so you don't think the money... Okay, so you're thinking this is an anomaly and that, you know, I know because this is a civil lawsuit, obviously this isn't a, any type of criminal or this is not, they're not really testing, it won't go to the Supreme Court and all that, but are we saying that you think that it's not going to have some effect at some point? So can I, can I make a lawsuit of $100,000? Mm-hmm. No. So I think yeah. the effect that's going to happen is that I think what it's doing to for a lot of teachers who are gay is it's going to make them less likely to share their personal stories as much because there is still repercussions that come up with parents. Like, I think there's still like that added, like, and that's what it is. When a parent says things like that, it's to create this fear of just being able to be openly talking about 
things that other people feel uncomfortable about. But like Lizzie said, like, I think, right, like, it's just, it's her, it was her family. Like, she was sharing here. Here's my story. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to meet you, kids. What's your story, right? Like, this is my story. This is your story. Like, that's all it is. They're different, but they're not, like, there's no better or worse. It just is, right? Um, And I think that that that, this whole thing creates the fear for teachers. RB, you get the last 50 seconds. This this settlement happened two years later. Well, it takes a while to... Do it, do it, go to the courts. But yeah, but stuff. it's two years where she has been like, oh, that's her. Oh, that's true. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. her. He's been branded. Her. Robbie? Mm-hmm. Uh, last 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I, well, that's it. The, the, um, her legal representation, Jason Smith, uh, was quoted uh, saying that the judge in this case ruled that gay teachers are protected by the Constitution. And that's a precedent that will protect every gay teacher in this country. And I agree with him because when you have a legal precedent that's been set, now you have a school district that has had to cough up $100,000 to settle this because one parent didn't like that someone could potentially have two mommies. What the hell, right? So, and what I applaud them because they donated $10,000 of uh, the money to a nonprofit that focuses on LGBTQ issues. And the lawyer did the same thing too. So if they're going to get these small whims, one at a time, and then help fund other wins down the road, I believe that it will impact change over time. It absolutely will. Yeah. We have online, Jacqueline Robinson says, why can't people just let people live? All right. All right, guys. Is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Y'all know I had to bring it out. Y'all know I had to bring it out. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. This is It's more shenanigans. It's oh, tough to me because I think it's her truth, right? Right. It's That's her what I'm saying. truth uh-huh. and it's the oh, truth absolutely. of what's going on. It's her truth. It's, her oh, truth. Yes. it's lies so, from the, the parents. Right. And it's shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans from the school board and the parents. <laughs> but also remember, you know, it, it's in Texas where we have a senator by the name of Ted Cruz who is bitching and moaning about anti-racism books for children. Oh, my God. We got our copies of Mouse the other day. Mouse and Mouse 2 came in from Amazon. I'm so happy to have them in my book collection. So this is going to be a long fight. And heaven forbid, you know, not that I believe in heaven, but heaven forbid that, you know, this took place in Florida. Don't say gay. Oh, God. Don't say gay in Florida. They've, yeah, they've already made it, like, impossible. Like, like she could be... I mean, they made I, I'm not even, I don't remember what the penalties are if she, if she were to say, for example, gay, or to show this picture, but they're pretty much establishing penalties for it in Florida. So, shameful. all right. It, it, in, in 2022, in the United States of America, this is shameful it and is disgusting. Shameful. It really is. It yeah. really is. All right. It's um, unfortunately we we wanted to talk about Will Smith's punishment on Chris Rock uh, on the Will Smith's punishment for the attack on Chris Rock. Unfortunately, our time is short. So, um, and there's a lot to say about it. So, we're going to table this for the after show. Uh, and don't forget that's immediately after the show. Head over to TLS Fans um, for that, TLSFans.com. All right, let's get into our game show. We can lighten this up a little bit. Do we know what the game show is? I have no idea what it is. You don't know what the game show is? No, he's messing with us this week. <laughs> All right, today's game is actually pretty simple. Would you rather play an old favorite? Basically, the app will give us two options, and we have to choose which we'd rather do. If our answers match the most popular answers, we get a point. Person with the most points wins the game and gets the final thought for the show. 
All right. So we're starting out with, would you rather live your entire life in a virtual reality where all your wishes are granted or live in the real world? Just say whatever you think. Answer. Real world, baby. Real world. I'm going with real world. Because you don't know the other parameters of that virtual reality. I mean, Uh, All your wishes are granted. You get whatever you want. What about you, Mark? Yeah, but what if it's in 240p? virtual. Yeah. 240p. You could be living in a rock. Like, you don't know what... Or 8-bit. It could be (laughs) 8-bit. It's like upload. Uh, It's like the the show upload. So what was your answer, Mario? I'm sorry. I'm going to say live in the real world also. So everybody's real world? Virtual. The virtual threw me off. I'm like virtual. Oh, the virtual world wins. We none of us get a point. Oh, my God. That's because people are You don't know who you are unless you struggle. Like, is that what people vote? I don't know who these people are. Nonsense is what they're talking about. That's the they, is they say. <laughs> Shoot. All right. Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always be surrounded by annoying be people? Alone. Oh, God. Alone. 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 Sure. I would definitely be alone. <laughs> nope. I do. I have too many annoying people in my life already. <laughs> so, oh, yes. Be alone. We all get points. We Wait, all get no, points. But can you imagine? The 41% of people wanted to be with annoying people. Like, that's oh hard my for God. me. That's not a lot happening. of people who voted for that. Those not happening that for me. I, I think that I think that's a no, strong no, no, Christian no. demographic that voted for that because <laughs> I can't imagine spending eternity with my relatives in someone's... Yeah, no, no. All right. Would you rather never use social media sites or apps again or never watch another movie or TV show? Wow. Oh, uh, I'd probably throw out the TV shows and movies. Yeah, TV's gone. Movies are TVs. And everybody's got a point, so we're all tied. Oh, no, that's a tough one. I think not using social media sites. Ooh, never using social media. Okay, you're going against the grain. Busy? Quickly, though, we're running out of time. I mean, I'm a journalist. You know, I make a lot of money off of social media sites. So, um, <laughs> quickly. quickly. I, would say, I would have to say movie and TV show. All right. Um, oh, yes, that is correct answer. Wow. Sorry, Maria. <laughs> we are really, really like, you know. All right. Next one. All right. So I couldn't I couldn't binge you on YouTube if I wanted to. Right. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have an easy job working for someone else or work for yourself, but work incredibly hard? Mm. How much money am I making? I guess that's, that's the p- missing that's, this that, that is, that's true. Yeah. Um, I already do both. Oh, hell. So, <laughs> so I, I just, if I have to choose, I'd rather work for myself. I quickly, I'll man, for myself. I'm going to take an I'll, easy job, man. For, yeah, I worked for I, I, Old I, Navy I, folding I'm clothes old. for a little while, and that was too easy and boring. I need yes. a challenge. I, uh, I have things. Um, I'm going to work for somebody else for free so they can deal with insurance and liability. All and right. All Me and Maria get it. We get the right answer. Oh, so close. <laughs> so close. Yes, yes. It was a close one, though. All right. This will be the last one. This is the last one. All right. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Come on. I'm a type 1 diabetic. Be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease. Oh, I'd be the first to explore a new planet. 100%. Mm. Yeah, you oh, explore God. that new planet and you die within the first 10 seconds because you don't know and then, about the chemicals on that planet. Or the viruses or the bacteria. Bring a new microbe back to Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your answer, Rob? Uh, the inventor of a drug that cures okay. a deadly disease. Maria? 
It's a, it's explore a planet. I I'm so anti drugs these days and so anti medication. So yeah, right. it's going to be explore a planet with those choices. All right, let's see. Oh, the drugs, the drugs. All right. So that's a three-way tie. Let's between... be honest. The money is in the other one. That's that true. In the drug. All right. So three-way tie between <laughs> Neo, Lizzie I mean, and Rob. So Mario, you win the game. <laughs> Mario wins the game. <laughs> All right, let's go. Get some shout outs in. <laughs> let's start with Lizzie on some shout outs. So I forgot a birthday this week. Um, as much as I tried to, you know, remember to say happy birthday. So we just celebrated a birthday, or she just celebrated a birthday. One of our guests. Jeanette Brown just had a birthday a couple of years ago. Happy birthday, Jeanette Brown. Happy birthday, Jeanette. Well, happy birthday, Jeanette. It's one of our super fans. One of our super fans. All right, Robbie. Oh, man. Okay, so shout out to my mom who celebrated her birthday yesterday. My Uncle Bob who's celebrating his birthday today. And my Aunt Clarissa who's celebrating her birthday tomorrow. And if you recall, my Aunt Clarissa was the one who crafted the equine dreams throw that I wore for the Met Gala show. Oh, I remember that. Also, a little Canadian accent came out there, Rob. Yeah, it did. Did it? All right. I'll switch it up. I'll give my shout out first. My shout out goes to my sister, Rupka. You guys know her as Olivia. Uh, Her longtime companion, her puppy, Minx, died in her sleep this past Mm. week. Uh, If you've gone on my pet shenanigans group, you've probably seen some of her pictures. So, um, I know what it's like to lose a best friend. So our thoughts go out to you, Olivia and Maria. Yeah. Any shout outs from you? Yeah. Well, so I've, I've got three shout outs if I can make them. My, my big sister, my actual physical biological big sister is having a birthday on Tuesday. And then my, my, uh, not genetic big sister Tracy is having a, a, a birthday on uh, Thursday, so shout out to her and one of my birthdays for everybody. Birthdays for everyone. What was the third one? I'm sorry. My third one is my very good childhood friend Jose is having a birthday on the 19th, so those wow. are my, my April birthdays. Nah, a lot of birthdays, a lot of birthdays. All right, and this week's shout out goes to Chris. This week's pet shenanigans shout out. Goes to Chris Crop, who shared (laughs) shared his beautiful puppy. Looks like a pit bull, a pit bull mix. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. All right, and to see all of the pets and post your pet photos and and videos, join the TLS Pet Shenanigans Facebook group, mypetshenanigans.com. And that is officially all of the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. We hope that you maybe learned something, gained a new perspective, and got some things off your chest. Uh, We'll be back next week with another amazing guest. And don't run too far. We ran out of time for the discussion with Will Smith, so we're taking that to our after show. And that streams live exclusively on TLS Fans' Facebook page, immediately following the show. Or you can find it on our podcast uh, later in the week at TLSPod.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Beyond the Scars podcast, beyondthescars.show. And the Brown Girl Interrupting blog. And be sure to come join us on Pain to Power, Leading with Love at 9 o'clock, nine o'clock today right? on yep. Brown Girl Interrupting on YouTube. Got it. All right. Brown Girl Interrupting on YouTube. 
Brown. Click on the link in the description. It is in our description. And our winner for the final thought, winning the game this week, that goes to Maria. Oh, nice. Okay, I just have a final thought here, huh? Yep. <laughs> Keep Keep learning and exploring and looking at information. I think there was a lot of things we talked about today. We got to be discerning in uh, how we take in the information um, and and share your thoughts, right? Like be open to interrupt and not always believe the same thing as everyone else because uh, different opinions makes for much more interesting conversation. So there's my final thought today. Thank you so much for having me on, though. I really appreciate Thank it. You. It's Mari. been an honor. Nice. A lot of fun. You. We enjoyed having you. Enjoyed having you. Girl. Have another brown girl. Have another brown girl. Brown girl. All right. Thank you. Brown girl. So thank you, Lizzie, Robbie Rock, our guest host, Maria, and uh, our, to our guest, Tiffany, Tiffany Vicks as well. But most importantly, thank you for watching and listening to our shenanigans each and every week. And we'll see you all next time and on the after show. Have a good one. <laughs>